Good morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? We are absolutely wonderful. And how are you? I am awesome. I am awesome. I'm super excited to talk about this topic today because we see this not just with every single client that we've worked with. We see it in our own selves. We see it in our spouses. We see it in our kids. And it's something that comes up over and over and over again. And we really want to dive into it so people can understand that they're not alone. No, they're, they're not. And by the way, the reason that we're not alone, they're not alone. None of us is. And this feeling that we're going to talk about is because it's how our brain was hardwired. The brain was was wired. It was created to help us survive. It wasn't created for all the cool stuff it's able to do, like, you know, make jet planes and, you know, spheres that go to the depths of the ocean. It was made to keep us alive. And how did it do that? It did that with? Fear. 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 So let's just start by talking about what fear is. Fear is natural. It's a natural emotion. It's there to protect us. Fear is, it's a way that we perceive a situation to be dangerous. And so, as you said, it was, we're hardwired to protect ourselves because back in the day we had to, it was flight, fight or fight or flight. If you froze, you were dead. So, uh, but what's happened is, is that we're not being chased by wild animals anymore. We are, we're trying to walk into a room full of crowded people. We're trying to potentially go on a first date. We are trying to public speak for the first time. And what happens? What gets in the way? Fear. So fear is this thing that you that you sense. It's it's an apprehension. It's it's an anxiety. But then it can build and it can build and it can build. And in some of us, it builds into sort of an irrational state where it's excessive. It's overwhelming. So to be in a situation that causes some apprehension is normal. Mm -hmm. We deal with it. But to be in that state and be completely immobilized by your fear or to be at home in a safe, comfortable surrounding and then to experience that fear in an overwhelming sense, that's really what, what starts to be deleterious it starts to be create an adverse impact on our lives and in so many areas of our our life so i think not only are people learning about fear today they probably just learned the definition of a new word deleterious that's a markism there right there so so okay let's jump into it and talk about how fear can be debilitating because that's really what it does to us it's it prevents us from growth it prevents us from reaching our full potential. You know, we were just on with a, a client the other day who just put it out there. I am fearful. I'm terrified of dating, terrified. Mm -hmm. And why is, why is our client terrified of dating? Oh, because back when he was eight years old, somebody, some kid in the classroom told him he didn't belong there. Yeah. So now he has this chronic fear of rejection. So therefore instead of putting himself out there to date, he protects himself by not dating, even though what he really wants is to ultimately find a future wife. Exactly. And that fear is causing him to avoid even trying to find the relationship, let alone being able to fully engage with others to start a relationship. Mm 
which further is keeping him from having any relationship. So what he wants will not materialize until he is able to overcome his fear, which he's already starting to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is one of the wonderful things that we get to do is to help people to realize some of that full potential. But relationships and, and the barrier to intimacy is, is really a significant impact of fear, but our career as well. Fear of getting up in front of people. Public speaking could lead you to not take positions or opportunities that would advance your career and therefore your income. Fear of not being good enough and mm -hmm. therefore not wanting to lead others because, well, I don't know that I'm as good as they are. And those aspects of, of our life that are fairly simple and that we can actually learn to control overwhelm us at times and they immobilize us, immobilize us physically, emotionally, and also in our career progression. And really what fear is, is it's our story. That's really all it is. It's the, it's your own perceptions, your own beliefs. So, you know, what, what are some things that I needed to do in my life to overcome fearful situations? One of the things that going to, going to parties, I, I, I really don't love being in a room full of people that I don't know, but I figured out that the only way to overcome my fear of that is to be the first person to walk in the door. I like to be the first guest there. I like to be the one in front showing up because then I look like I'm not uncomfortable. And therefore I start to feel like I'm more confident. And then people see me as more confident. And that's sort of one of the ways that I've been able to, to sort of challenge that fear of, of, I guess it's a little bit of rejection or just uncertainty, which well, we all have also, a lot of. You also control it by being one of the first, if not the first there, people then start to come in, in a slow dribble and you get to meet them rather than you walking into a room full of 30 or 50 or hundred people. That's the so strategy. you control it. And therefore it's not a big mass that hits you. It's a continuous small stream that's able to be approached. That that's a great approach. We'll get to, to some of our other strategies in, in a, in a couple more minutes, but you know, I, I just want to circle back for a minute that fear impacts our personal life. And in so many ways, not just our growth and preventing us from living a full life, but it can actually prevent you from living a long life as well. And that's because so many people have fear and it impacts their physical and their mental well-being, their mental health, because it creates stress. It creates anxiety. It creates the negative emotions, but it also puts up a barrier to going and seeing your physician. And therefore problems that could be managed or potentially even cured early are not even evaluated because of the fear and therefore by the time they show themselves because they get progressively worse regardless they are in a state in which you have not very good chances of as good an outcome and that's uh, the, the end of the, the the doctor hat for today i think <laughs> it might uh, not be the end what I love about what you're talking about is as one who has suffered anxiety herself, and I used to feel like an egg would go in my throat. Like I literally felt like there was an egg in my throat. There's a, there's a, a feeling, there's a physical feeling attached to fear. And 
having that awareness when you feel whatever it is you feel when you're afraid, catching it. What is it? Is it the egg in the throat? Is it the heart rates going up a little bit? Is the, is your breathing changing? Are you feeling hot? Are you feeling something in your stomach? You know, butterflies. Are you feeling tingles? Sometimes I get tingles behind my shoulders, whatever it is you're feeling, identify it, catch it. Because you know what this means? Fear means you're not aligned with your true self. Fear mm-hmm. means you're not being authentic with your true self. And we're not talking about the kind of fear that you need to have to escape a difficult, like a challenging situation, like running from a fire or running from a, a bad person, <clears throat> being chased by a you know rabid animal. We're talking about things that we are putting in our own heads, the stories we're telling our own selves that are preventing us from literally being our true authentic selves, reaching our true full potential. That's what we're talking about here today. You know, that, that's really critical because when you understand what you just said, when you understand it, there are two things that come immediately with that. That's the engine. But the next two cars is that fear is a choice. Mm-hmm. Fear is a choice. We have fear mm-hmm. because of our own perceptions, our own beliefs, and therefore because it's a choice, we can decide to think differently. We can decide to approach things in our life differently. And at the moment you start to think differently, you start to change your future. Mm. And that is amazing. And one you just of said the- something that's going to make me say my favorite quote, which is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's Wayne Dyer, by the way. And that's, it's what we want. If there's anything that we want to leave you with today is that understanding that you can take control of your fear. Most of us don't like uncertainty. Most of us don't, but the reality of it is, is that you're going to face uncertainty probably at some point every day in your life, because there's always things that come at us. And in that uncertainty is that second or actually the third car. So you have the engine, then you have that fear is a choice. But the other is, is that fear is an illusion. Mm. It's an illusion. Remember back when each of us was a child and we wondered what was in the closet or underneath the bed. There was the, uh, that, that, that children's movie a while back, uh, (laughs) Monsters, Inc. Yeah. And uh, the monsters came, came out or hid under the bed or whatever. They're illusions but we're scared of them. And we typically make something that doesn't exist into something that does, or we make something that's very small into something that's much bigger, but it's an illusion. And because we have a choice, we can actually play a different track. We can have a different movie. We can have a different story because we can make that illusion go away. And, And that's exactly it. So it's changing the story but it's also understanding when you feel it, that it's a signal to remind yourself that you are not in alignment with your true self. And, and that is everything to really understand that internally, your subconscious is saying, whoa, I don't like this. And all you need to do is what Mark is saying is to change the way you look at things. If you can twist, turn your fear around. And, and we're gonna talk about some strategies, how to, how to get in control of fear because it's all up here it's not here it's not in your well you can't see me it's all up in your head it's not in your heart and what we want to do is have you live authentically be your true self reach your full potential feel that happiness and joy 
in your existence in life instead of constantly allowing yourself to be held back. So what is your true self? It's love. Yeah. And when you are truly aligned with your true self, self rather, you are loving. And what do we know about love, Liz? Love conquers all. Including? Fear. Fear. <laughs> love is the antidote for fear. That's right. And that is really important. Love is the antidote for fear. So by, by being compassionate instead of judgmental, by focusing on love and compassion, we're able to overcome a lot of fears. Not all of them, but there are other tips and strategies we'll talk about. But remember to look to love because mm -hmm. that is an antidote for many fears. So let's get to some strategies so we can help help our audience out here. What are some strategies for, for managing your fear? The first thing is, is awareness. You have to identify it. You, you know, you, you have a fear. Where does it come from? Like we were saying, our client, it came from, it's not coming from his, you know, young adult self today. It's coming from something that he was told when he was eight years old that he held onto in his subconscious. It's no longer serving him to hold on to that. And some of it may be some, some small T as they say, traumas, Yeah, you know, things that, that happened. But you have to identify it. And the reason is that if you understand the root cause, mm -hmm. you can manage it. You can understand what your specific triggers or situations are so that you can start to be able to set yourself up for success in those situations. You can understand when it's coming. The other thing is, is that to understand what happens in fear and why the earlier you recognize it, the better you'll be able to control it. Fear starts sort of in the, in, in, in the mind. You have something that comes back. I'm, I see a spider. I'm scared of spiders. But then the longer it goes on, then you start to have hormones that start to run through. You start to have different neurotransmitter responses and things. And what happens is that it builds and it builds. Once it starts to build and once those things start to move forward and your system is flush with them, it takes a while to back down from it. The earlier you can respond, you can step back from your fear, understand what it is, the better you are. And that's so now you just did what I was going to talk about, which was, so first you're triggered. First you have the fear, you're triggered and it comes from something, but then you have to be able to examine it to say, is this really making sense? Should I really be that afraid of that spider on the wall? What has a spider ever done to me? You know, maybe if you have been bitten by a spider, then maybe you do have some valid reasons to be afraid. But if it's not this tiny little thing and you've never been bitten or harmed by a spider, is your fear rational or irrational? You, yeah, you don't want the spider in the house. Maybe you just don't like arachnoids, fine. But is the way you're really feeling about that spider matching what the situation really is? Exactly, exactly. Challenge that negative thought, right? Just right. think about it. And also to look for, you know, an alternative perspective. Like, so while you're challenging it, you're asking yourself, is this, is, is this feeling of fear for this spider really, does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Is it rational? Is it real? Is it true? Yeah. Some of the things you can do are you can practice some relaxation techniques. And I know mm -hmm. that people who haven't tried a lot of these things will roll their eyes about at this point, but they're real and they work. They work. Deep breathing. Mm -hmm. We 
don't recommend you know box breathing we don't recommend some of the different techniques because they don't sit well with your physiology so you're fighting your own body when you're doing them and when you fight your body you can't fully relax the four seven eight breathing technique that we teach is is very very powerful and it's also centering it centers you meditation yoga progressive muscle relaxation all these can help to reduce anxiety and promote a sense of calm maybe not right in that moment although the deep breathing technique can but you don't sit there and see something that makes you fearful and then get into a yoga position or meditate <laughs> but they can in a sense prep you for it. the same thing with with hypnosis hypnosis interrupts that cycle before it really gets to a point in which you're starting to think about it and you um, know what i love about meditation going back to that is that meditation is all about being present mm -hmm. and fear is is anxiety which is fear of, of something of an unknown but what you know in the present is the present. So I'm going to go back to the spider again, because in the present, you're sitting somewhere, there's a spider on your ceiling or on your wall. In that present moment, there is no harm. The spider's not doing anything. You're not being bitten. Nothing's happening. That's what meditation is. That's what mindfulness is, is bringing you to the present. It's it's taking you away from creating that story about what that spider is going to do to you, which is in the future. Mm -hmm. It's also taking you away from maybe some past event that happened that isn't happening right now. So if you can try and take yourself to that, like what's going on right here, right now, am I really in danger? No, I'm actually sitting at my kitchen table. The spider's on the ceiling. It's not moving. I'm not moving. I'm really not in danger. I don't like it, but I'm not in danger. Exactly. Exactly. And you can talk yourself into a place of either being in good stead or a place of fear and anxiety. Again, fear anxiety, these are negative emotions. And the fear comes from a negative point of view. And how do you best challenge those negative thoughts or beliefs? Well, you can have positive self-talk. Mm. Those of you who've listened to us for a while realize that we say this a lot because it's so true, but we have up to uh, 60,000 thoughts a day that run through our head, that little voice in our head that talks to us up to 60,000, 80 to 85% of those are negative. And 90% repeat themselves day after day after day after day. So if we start looking to counteract those negative thoughts with positive self-talk, positive beliefs, affirmations, incantations, remind yourself of your strengths, of your abilities, of your potential. Remind yourself that, you know, tell you what, I'm a very large human, and that is a very small arachnid. <laughs> or I'm a very large human, and that group of people in that room that I'm about to go into are all different shapes and sizes. You know, it's 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 trying to just tell yourself, like, it's focusing on what you do want. You know, we talk a lot about the law of attraction. I'm a firm believer in it. I know you are as well, Mark. And we see it. I mean, we wouldn't talk about it if we didn't experience it. So if what you're telling yourself is, I don't belong in that room, then what are you going to attract? You're going to attract that. You're going to feel that you don't belong. You're going to attract that. You're going to, you're going to be putting that out there. So people are going to maybe potentially even look at you like you don't belong. If you do, 
what I did for to get in, you know, to to meet new people and to go to parties where I didn't know people or to walk into a room where I didn't know people. And you walk in first, like you own the room. People are going to look at you like you're confident. They're going to want to come up and talk to you. They're going to want to get to know you. In fact, people who are uncomfortable might even glom onto you because they look at you as somebody who is comfortable. And then you sort of hold a leadership position. When in reality, outside that door, I wasn't comfortable. But I changed the way that I was going to approach that room. You know, when we talk about the spectrum of human energy and and seven sort of regions of this human energy, the fact is that two, two and a half of those are, are catabolic or they're negative and in effect destructive. And the remainder are increasing levels of anabolic and people are attracted like a magnet to anabolic positive energy. Yep. And it's, uh, it's exactly like, uh, like you mentioned was, you know, the, the other thing that we can, we can do is visualize that success. Mm-hmm. I'm able to walk underneath of a an awning that has tons of spiders in it and i don't worry about it or you know uh, i there's one person who is fearful of going across bridges driving across a bridge and uh, literally has a panic attack whether she's driving or she's in the passenger seat i'm visualizing being able to get across the bridge and do it repeatedly and safely and, and calmly was the thing that allowed her to finally be able to, to cross barriers that otherwise were just impossible for her, limiting her life. Visualization is huge. You know, my three kids were all swimmers. And so we were big fans of, of Michael Phelps. And he, he said for sure, and he's the most decorated Olympian out there. He said he visualized winning. the He, he while he was on the block, it might've even been while he was standing next to the block, not even on the block. He imagined that he had already won the race. He visualized hitting the wall. He was first. And, and that visualization is so powerful. So again, you know, we talk about this with our clients, like the one that we are talking about, who's, who's afraid of dating. Well, visualize the success. Let's start thinking about the girl you're going to meet. What does she look like? What does she sound like? What does she like to do? What is she, what do you like to do with her for fun? Where do you like to eat? Just start to visualize it. And once you start to do that, then it starts to become a little more real and it becomes a little less scary. Visualize yourself getting that next position. You really want to be, you want to become manager instead of just a regular employee. You want to move up that next step. Visualize it. Why should you be able to be manager? What are some things that you know that you could bring to that position? Only the positives, not the negatives. We're all, we all have stuff. We all need to learn and grow. So there's always going to be stuff that we're not going to be perfect at. Well, well, first of all, we're not perfect at anything, but the idea is to tell yourself you can do it. Talk yourself through that fear and trust that if you want it, you can have it. Don't let fear own you. Don't let fear own you. Take action. Start today. Take small steps. Talk to your friends. Talk to your spouse. Talk to a coach or to a therapist, someone who can help you. But find and seek out that support so that you have someone to help you on the journey of managing that fear. But again, take action. Start today. You don't need to do the whole thing at once. Do it gradually. Gradual exposure. By the way, gradual exposure is actually a technique to use. But understand that you can grow and move into this. It's okay. Just do it. As Liz said, 
fear is a sign that you are not in alignment with your true self. That alone should be a reason that you want to, that you want to get out of it to really understand you are not aligned with yourself. So most important Mark and I want for every single person who listens to this podcast is to, is to have compassion for yourself, love yourself and be able to live the life that you desire, be able to unlock your full potential and to remove those blocks that are preventing you from doing that because they're not serving you and they're not true. It's all up in your mind. Everything you need is within you now. So we have a challenge for you this week. And that challenge is to be courageous. You see, because people who have courage don't have no fear. They do those things in spite of their fear. And what are heroes? Heroes are individuals who have fear in the face of overwhelming evidence of fear. And they do what they need to do in spite of their fear. So this week, just simply be courageous. Face your fears. Start to think about them. Understand what they are. Understand what they aren't. Take a step into your greatness of living your best life. Perfect way to end it. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. Bye now. Bye, Mark.